This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to parents and customers throughout the rest of the year. My name is Ruby Compton. I'm the Summer Camp Program Director at Green River Preserve. Uh, we are an overnight co-ed uh, uh, summer camp that is focused on connecting children with nature. And uh, today I have our other two co-hosts with us, and I want them to introduce themselves before we dive in. So let's start with you, Beth. Great. I'm Beth Allison, co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro. I was an executive director of five children's summer camps for 15 years in Muskoka, Ontario, Canada, and I'm now a consultant with my husband, Travis Allison, and I specialize in leadership training. Great. Thanks, Beth. Gab? Um, I'm Gabrielle Rail. I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Uh, camp Waro is an all-girls camp uh, in the Laurentian Mountains, and our focus is a positive girl community as well as a bilingual program. Beautiful. So today's topic is 10 things your staff don't want to hear, but you need to tell them anyway. And Beth is going to tell us a little bit more about why we chose this topic. There's a couple of reasons. One is that we wanted to have a podcast that had a sort of very short list of things that we wanted to tell you that we could kind of rhyme off really quickly, that you could listen to quickly and take and do something with. And the other is that we spend most of our po podcasts telling you what to tell your staff. And so, um, because that's what they need to hear. So we wanted to tell you about some of the things they don't want to hear, but as people in charge of their care and their welfare and their well-being, we need to tell them anyway. So that's why we chose this topic. Awesome. So we're going to do this round robin style and jump right into it and present to you now 10 things that your staff don't <laughs> want to hear, but you need to tell them anyway. And I think Beth has our first one. Okay. One of the saddest things I have ever had to say to camp staff was, please protect yourself with your interactions with campers. Never be in a, in, alone in a place where no one else can see you and be careful with your physical contact. When young adults come to work at camp, it's because they love kids and they want to be there for their campers and they want to help their campers succeed and support them and be there for them when they are really upset or they've had uh, you know, a failure of some kind. And unfortunately, in our day and age, it's become so important to be sure that their actions can never be misconstrued as inappropriate. And of course, there are times when you need a one-on-one -on -one conversation with campers, but it needs to be with a door open or where other staff members or other campers can see you, but not necessarily hear you if it's a private conversation. And of course, we also encourage side hugs and high fives and not having children sitting in our laps and giving staff the language uh, to use like it wouldn't be fair if everyone 
uh, couldn't sit in my lap. So how about you sit beside me and we'll all sit around me, those sorts of things. But sometimes it's really hard not to have that positive physical contact with people at camp. Sometimes a child is just so distraught, they need a hug and you just need to do it. But having those kinds of conversations where you explain that they just need to be wise and have their wits about them is so important so that nothing can ruin the rest of their lives by them making a poor decision. And then, of course, when you have those kinds of conversations, you need to follow it up with a really fun camp activity because everybody feels really icky and weird and worried about being with kids and with each other. So you have to make sure you kind of sandwich that between something that talks about the positive impact they can have at staff. But unfortunately, we need to talk to them about making sure that everything they do is always seen as appropriate behavior with kids. So that's my number one. Great. Great. Good advice. Good advice. Uh, How about you, Gab? Stop crying. No, I don't say that. <laughs> I thought that was a great one. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I, back to what you were talking about, Beth. I think one of the ways that um, I've started to frame that information, uh, and it is a it is a difficult topic to to talk about, um, is that we want to role model what a healthy adult child uh, mm-hmm. relationship looks like and Absolutely. we want to role model those boundaries and it's really important that though we we may not be saying it outrightly I'm not standing in this cabin alone with you because dot dot right. dot exactly <laughs> but the fact that you're doing that and that you're you're role modeling it role modeling it 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 will it will teach the child that this is what a healthy adult relationship looks like so if that child's ever in an unhealthy or um, inappropriate relationship um, hopefully those, those bells will, will go off. Those bells and whistles will go off. So, uh, we started framing it that way as well. And it, and it, and it seemed to, it helps a lot because then you, you know, that you're also teaching children. This Mm -hmm. is, this is the right way. This is, this is what it looks like to be in a adult child relationship in a really positive way. Um, one of, one of the things, uh, that I tell my staff that they don't necessarily want to hear, uh, is that you're responsible for your own happiness. (laughs) Um, and so I think, I think the, especially for staff members that are transitioning from uh, CIT to staff members or campers to staff members, um, they're, we're, they're very used to their, the counselors take, or camp taking care of them and, and making sure that they're, they're happy. And when it comes to uh, staff members' happiness, camp is no longer responsible. I like this because I feel that what what we're also teaching them is that they have power over their own uh, reality. And it is their responsibility to speak up when things aren't going very well. And it's my responsibility as a supervisor to listen to them and, and hopefully problem solve. But if they are unhappy and they're not voicing that and they're not uh, expressing themselves, it's on their shoulders. Um, and that goes in our, our interview uh, process, uh, in our staff training, and also um, our ACT program, which is one of our uh, staff communication programs. So it's really expressed, but those are the words that I, I say, we're not responsible for your own happiness. Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to throw in one that is similar but a little bit different uh, that I've definitely said to some staff before. Uh, and, and I remember learning this lesson as well. And my first statement is you are going to have to handle this situation yourself. And as much as we teach our staff, you, you know, we are here to support you. Um, please come grab us if you need help. There are just simply some situations that you as a staff member are going to have to take on. 
um, and deal with. And when a third party gets involved, it makes it weirder and it makes it more uncomfortable. Um, and I find that's most often said having to do with um, interpersonal stuff going on with staff, uh, with other staff. So they have a conflict with another staff member. And so for so long, again, our, our camp staff have grown up, you know, well, if you have a problem, just tell on them or go get help or whatever, and they'll fix it. And um, there comes a time when really the better option is for you to just go talk to the person. And it, it's interesting. I, was, I had an interview. Um, I was interviewing a lady who was a school teacher for a long time and is now um, transitioned into outdoor education. And, um, and she was, we were asking her about something challenging or a, a conflict she had to resolve. And she spoke about in her last year of teaching, which was just a couple years ago, um, having going to her administrators and saying, hey, we're having this issue with our team member. And their administrators were like, you need to go talk to him. <laughs> and so I, I find that that's, it is a hard one for them to swallow sometimes. Like, well, but it's going to be uncomfortable. And I don't know if they're going to like me afterwards. And it's like, yeah, they're going to like you less if you pull me into it. So I'm, you know, I'm going to act like I don't totally know what's going on. I'm here to support you and to provide you guidance. But in the end, you have to take the steps and you have to go have that conversation um, or express your feelings or whatever it might be. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have to handle this situation yourself. And it's a little bit counterintuitive to so much of the culture that we create at camp, but I think it's also important to recognize when those situations arise. And I, I think what you're also saying, Ruby, is not that I don't want to hear about the problem, go deal with it. It's, I'm here, we can talk about it, now you can go deal with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I believe in you, but, you know, I can go over what you want to say, and, um, but you, you actually have to be the one that does that. Yep. Yeah, it's so a valuable life teaches so lesson. much. <laughs> so That's much. Thing. Yeah. Cool. On to our next one. Beth, what you got? Okay, this one's a hard one for some staff to hear. But sometimes you have to say, you might want to think about trying another camp next summer. Mm-hmm. We all have those amazing lifers at camp. They grew up at camp. They were campers since they were five. They were LITs. They were counselors, program staff. And they want to be in camping forever. And these people often think that the way we do things is the best way and the only way to do things. And although we work really hard to do the best possible things that we can, there is a huge benefit in experiencing another camp and in learning other ways to do things or the fact that we don't actually have all the answers. It's a very humbling thing, but a really important part of growing up and expanding our horizons. And even if they're not planning a career in camping, it can be really beneficial to have staff members spend a year away gaining valuable experience and bringing it back to your camp to make your camp better. It can also be very beneficial for those staff members who get a little too comfortable with things or think they know everything. And sometimes we just can't be the ones to teach them that they don't. And all of this is hard because the staff member can take that really personally and feel like we don't want them at camp anymore. But it can be an important conversation to have with certain people. And even if a year away only reinforces in them that your camp does do it best and that this is why, it makes them appreciate their camp experience even more and it's really worth it. So sometimes it's a good idea to suggest to them that they might want to try a year away. For sure. Cool. Gab. This is a job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's self-explanatory. Um, I, don't, I don't want to do it in a harsh way. But it's very, very important to express that this is a job 
especially to, again, that transition between uh, CIT to staff member. Um, last year, uh, when it, you know, some of our staff can't come to, like a lot of us can't come to our staff training. So we have uh, pre-staff training um, that's an intensive one. And it's mostly our 17, 18-year-olds that are still in school while we're doing our staff training or they're graduating or something. And one of we don't have uh, curfews for our staff. We do for our CITs, but not for our staff. And the under- way it works is basically we hire you as an adult and you're responsible for managing your own sleep, which I'm not saying that you should have this or not. This is, that's not the point of the topic. That's a, up to you. You, under, you know who your staff are. But for us, it works. But one of our 17-year-olds said, you know, I told them we have a big day tomorrow. Make sure you guys you know, get the rest that you need. And one of them was, said sort of, ha-ha, well, I'm not CIT anymore, so you can't tell me when to go to bed. <laughs> and I was like, ha-ha, you're right. But if you're tired and you're not focused, that's your responsibility. And there's not going to be CIT consequences. There'll be I'm your boss consequences. And then she, her face was a little bit pale or slightly confused. Her friends tried to explain it to her afterwards. Um, she's like, wait, what? I understand. What does that mean? Am I fired? Um, but the thing is, is that when you have a job, you have responsibilities. And as as directors, we're not there to, we're there to lay out the expectations and your responsibility is to uphold those expectations. It's, that's what a job is. And uh, it's very important. And sometimes camp directors, we skip that step because we get into the mindset of team building and getting mm-hmm. to know each other and all this kind of thing. But it, primarily, we're going to teach you how to do a job well. Um, and, and we have to be very explicit about that. So, yeah, one of those things. It's a job. So good. So good. Um, my next one is that life you had, you have outside of camp, forget about it. Um, <laughs> now, I don't necessarily want you to totally, you know, forget to the parents or whatever, but how often have we all seen um, that the people that have the hardest time at camp often are the ones who haven't disconnected enough and immerse themselves into the camp culture. And they've, they're still so connected to drama or challenges or a relationship that is outside of camp. And that's why they're always in the staff lounge on the phone or on Skype. That's why they're upset because their mind's on something else. Um, and I've watched this all the way up to the director level too, where I've seen coworkers and peers who have really struggled through summers. And, and I say that I've seen it, but I've also done it myself. My second summer as director at Green River I was living night off to night off and, you know, always thinking about the plans I was going to make and who I was going to hang out with and what I was going to do. And it was awful. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, kind of the middle of the summer, I was like, Man, I cannot keep this up. I have to do this differently next summer. And so going into this past summer, I just had the mindset of, okay, once May happens, like camp is my life. Those are my friends. That is what I do. My nights off are going to be sent, spent sitting on my porch and sleeping or reading or watching a movie. Um, if the opportunity go, comes up to go somewhere, maybe I'll do it, but I'm not going to invest a lot of effort in that. Um, and I just find that the people who do the best at camp are the ones who need it, uh, who need the community and, and need the experience and need the work with the kids. They are the ones who have gratitude every day 
for the work that they are doing. And they are just joyful and fun to work with. And it doesn't mean they don't ever have hard days, but it means that they are really fulfilled in the work that they do and therefore they're extraordinary. Um, so it's, it's a piece of advice that I've given multiple, multiple times and, and have even had to give to myself. And um, it, it really, it is your life. I know that uh, the Camp Hacker podcast had a podcast kind of all about that, that it is, it is the life that you have chosen. And you're really going to serve your needs best if you can disconnect from a lot of all the other stuff that's going on. And side note, um, we had at our regional conference, uh, one of the directors, one of our epics, gave an awesome talk about the technology policy that they have at their camp and basically asking all of their staff and turning their phones. And the only times they get them is when they go off, like during camp, their phones are locked in a, an office um, in, in, or in a desk in the office. And so they actually have their staff record voicemails during staff training, like record their voicemail greeting to say something like, I'm at summer camp this summer, changing the lives of young people. Please excuse that you will not be able to get in touch with me right away. Uh, if it's a real emergency, you can call the office, you know? Um, and I just thought that was so cool. He played one of the voicemails and it was just really articulate and well done. Um, so I, you know, I would consider doing that next summer. That's a great idea. And also helps them to focus on the task at hand that I'm sorry, I can't get back to you right away. And I don't live on my yeah. phone right now, but I'm changing lives, which is really, yeah. that's pretty great. So cool. I like that. Gives one. me chills. <laughs> I heard, I heard of somebody calling it, um, we sell sit. So instead of babysit, we sell sit. So they have like a, um, a daycare for sales their cell phones <laughs> and they'll they'll charge it for you before your day off and oh that's a great idea yeah. they put a little post-its like awesome. your cell was a little overactive like you know <laughs> <laughs> so they leave little notes about their cell phones I mean obviously they don't touch them they are locked up and yeah all that. but yeah. I thought it was you know it's that's fun. fun it's kind of fun that's very yeah fun. yeah a cute idea cool all right round three Beth what you got you're going to burn yourself out I think oh, is nice one. my next one. Everybody's got those staff members who are such keeners and they just want everything to be perfect and they arrive at camp and they're super organized and they have these huge plans and they've done all their research and they've got their certifications and they've planned all their themes and they've been to Value Village and they got all their costumes and they're determined to be the very best staff member ever, ever. And there always comes a time in the summer when they just can't keep this up anymore. They become exhausted and frustrated that they can't do it all. And they become cranky and they take it out on their fellow staff members and on you and maybe even the campers. And they just don't realize that it's okay not to be perfect, that we can't be perfect and that we just need them to prioritize, to do what they can. And we need them to learn to delegate that and that one I think is a very tough one for people to learn. It was certainly a really hard one for me to learn as a director. I got a really great handle on it by the time I retired, but in the beginning, delegating was really tough for me. And I think this comes from a culture of having to be perfect. Our teens and our young adults today feel that pressure much more than I did when I was their age. And when you're living in community, especially in a residential camp setting 24-7, it's really hard to be able to keep up that kind of pace. And it certainly isn't what's best for anybody. That if you can't put yourself at the top of your list occasionally, or if you can't even just put yourself on the list, you are going to burn out and regret so much of your summer 
and not leave the legacy that you would like to. Great. Yeah. And that cool. comes from role yeah. modeling. Yes. And we all agree about yes. that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there is leave. no do yeah. as I say and not as I do at camp. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just do what you do. So. So true. All right, Gab, what's your next one? So uh, you're fired. Um, if. So basically what it comes down to is, is that our staff members, if they are in an establishment uh, with a minor, and the, a minor that's been hired by Camp Waro, and that establishment uh, sells alcohol, except if it's a restaurant, then anybody in that establishment, i.e. a bar or a pub, they'll be fired. And that sucks, but it's, it's the way we want to run our organization and prevent um, any illegal activity, as well as Leadership team members are always on duty. So even if it's in a social, when they're off or it's in a social, you know, event, um, if there's camp things that are going on that shouldn't be going on, they have to talk to me about it. And I'm very transparent with our staff, and it is awkward, but it's important that we, they understand that camp culture is um, just as important off of camp as it is on camp. Um, and uh, we explain to we explain to them that. Yeah, you can vent to your friend. That's fine. But if it becomes a chronic thing, then that's actually an issue that we need to talk about. And that leadership team member will will say, I need to go talk to Gab about that. So it's awkward and it's difficult, but it's to let them know, especially if you're a residential camp, where where is that line of professional and uh, personal? And, and we try to make it as clear as possible. Nice. So that's awesome because my third one was really your summer will be better without alcohol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a shocking one. There you go. Uh, very controversial. Uh, so I'll give another one. Um, so somewhat related as well. Uh, the phrase I'm going to have to pass this on. Uh, I think we've all had that moment where a staff member has shared something that is going to result in some pretty big discipline or somebody getting fired. And um, I've always been in a situation where I'm not the top tier, that, that I'm probably not the one who's making the decision to fire them. That's, that's going to be you know, my recommendation, but I have to go on and, and share that. And that's, that is a hard thing for a staff member to hear. And I, and I think telling your staff at the beginning of the summer, it is your responsibility to tell on your fellow staff members if it's a matter of keeping camp safe. Um, and I, I had a boss once who expressed it basically as, as I really like my job and if you're making dumb decisions, I'm not going to stick up for your dumb decisions and risk losing my job, uh, and losing this program. So, uh, I think when you can pair that with a conversation about how important camp is and how much people respect it and how much they love it and how much they get out of it and how much they care about it, um, that's when it becomes clear, like, oh, it is my responsibility as a staff member to, to pass things, these things on. And then I also share the, the idea that, you know, if it comes out later that you knew this thing was going on and you didn't tell, then you look bad and, and you may lose your job as well, um, depending on the circumstances. So, uh, you know, when in doubt, shout it out. <laughs> you you got to, you have to pass on some of those things and, and I've been on all sides of that. I've been the friend that has been told something and just was like, you've got to share that with the higher ups. 
Um, or I've been the one that has had something reported to me and just, you know, I know that it's not right and that it's going to result in that person losing their job. And, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about that. You didn't make that choice. They did. So um, you're, you're going to have to tell on your fellow staff members sometimes and, and we're going to have to pass it on sometimes. And I think that's one of the hardest things for staff to hear on all, so the, all the things on our list. I think that's the toughest one. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can get staff, all right. if you... If you have certain examples where you have staff where they where they had to pass it on, um, and they can talk about it without, you know, without any um, confidentiality problems, it's good to have these messages, and it's good to because sometimes it's it's somebody that's going through a really rough time, and and or and they're acting out in a way, you know, subconsciously. And they've had to pass it, you know, pass it to somebody else. So I think, I think if you can have somebody else sort of express it or say like, this is what happened to me and this is how camp dealt with it. And it was really, really helpful that, that might, that would play in your favor. Well, great. All right. So by my account, that is nine. Beth, you have a bonus one for us? Yes, I do. I might even have a bonus on the bonus. We'll just see. Um, my number 10 would be you need to go home and get better. So mm. how many times do we have staff members get sick or sprain an ankle or get some sort of injury and they're diehard camp people who always put camp first and they want to just keep going. But sometimes putting themselves first is what's best, not only for them, but for camp, for the campers, for their fellow staff. Sometimes they're contagious and they need to be home mm where they can have better care than we can offer them even in the best of health centers and where there are no distractions calling them back to camp life too soon. Sometimes the rugged terrain of camp is just not helpful to the healing of an injury, a sprain or a knee injury or something. And sometimes they're so burnt out that they just need to go home to sleep and get themselves back to where you need them to be and where camp needs them to be. And so sometimes, even though it's going to be painful, they need to go home. And I think my bonus on my bonus would be, and I have said this every year as a director, I want to be your friend, but I will always be your camp director first. And I think that that's an important one for staff to know where your limitations are and where your boundaries are. And that, yes, we do want to be friends and to have great relationships with all of our staff members. But when it comes down to it, we always have to put camp first. So I think that that's important. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important thing to mention today is that when you have to say these 10 statements at some point in the summer, they should never be the first time your staff has heard them from you. I would find a place during staff training every year to front load with my staff that should these kinds of situations occur during the summer, this is what they will hear from me and this is why. Because we say this all the time at, in Camp Code that everything is always better if you front load it. Mm -hmm. So true. Totally. Beth, did I tell you that one of my leadership team members thought when you said front load, you were talking about a, a washing machine for a while? <laughs> no. <laughs> Beth, Beth, came, Beth came to Waro to, and oh, Travis to do a, a training, a leadership training. And for half, half the day in the morning... Beth would say front load, front load. And then at lunch, she was so shy, she sort of, I overheard her whisper to somebody, being like, 
like, what is she meaning about front load? Is that like a dryer or something? <laughs> it was awesome. awesome. Well, yeah. that's good for me to know, Gab, because next time I go do training, I'll make sure I explain myself. <laughs> I was like, expectations. That's what she means. And she's like, oh, oh. And she's like, oh, now it makes a lot of sense. She's like, everything, okay, it really makes sense. She's like, I knew it wasn't. <laughs> But uh, we still talk about it. So we say you really need to, you know, dryer that or. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's great. So, uh, there we go. Maytag. Beautiful. Well, it is the time in the show for Gab to tell us what we've just learned. Gab, take it away. All right, you're responsible for your own happiness. Shocking. Uh, you're going to burn yourself. Uh, aim for good enough. You have, uh, have you heard of Camp Happy Fun? Maybe it's time to try a new camp. Uh, you'll be fired <laughs> if dot, dot, dot. This is a job. No, literally, this is a job. <laughs> I'm going to have to pass that on. Um, you got, you got to handle, <laughs> sorry, Beth, um, Ruby, I wrote some notes beside yours and all of it has like, yo, what's up, dude? <laughs> and I'm like, why did I do that with all of Ruby's? So I have, <laughs> you got to handle that yourself, yo. Uh, <laughs> protect yourself <laughs> forget your family we're your new family homie <laughs> that's, that's again Ruby I don't know why uh, camp director first friend second um, you need to go yeah you need to go home and get better which I think is a very difficult one but that's the, that's the last on the list so that was our quick fire run. And that's, it was like the 10 top things we should say. It's kind of like the 10 commandments almost. <laughs> almost. Of camp. Almost. almost. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> and please let's make it clear that we're not saying you should ignore your family or your best friends oh, outside no. of camp. Uh, they yeah. just need to be front loaded that this is what your life is going to be like and it will yeah. be difficult for you but we would always say to our staff members it's father's day you know what that means everybody go call your significant yeah. male influence in your life and or it's mother's day when it was staff orientation or something to make sure that our staff did remember those outside things yeah. as well that's true great well, we would love to get you involved uh, on our podcast. You can join us using the hashtag camp code and tell us what topics you'd like for us to discuss, any guests that you would recommend we have on the show, any great leadership training tips that you have to share with us. We'd love to hear from you because we're all about sharing in this industry. And if you have found this podcast to be useful, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can do that by going to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes, or you can get a pre-made tweet uh, if you go to camphacker.tv slash campcodelove. That's all one word. And just by doing that, your feedback helps keep the show going and um, keep us making shows. So we appreciate it. Uh, so next up, we want to tell you how to get in touch with us in case you heard something that you want to know more information about or have questions or want to share with us. So let's start with you, Gab. How can we get in touch? You can follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle Rail, Rails 2 Ls, also on Instagram. And you can also check out where I work at waro.com. Great. Beth? You can find me at Beth at camphacker.tv. You can look us up on camphacker.tv or gocamp.pro. And uh, you can find me using the hashtag camphacker. Great. 
And you can email me at ruby, R-U-B-Y, at greenriverpreserve.org. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Ruby Outdoors uh, or on Twitter, RubyLynn85. Uh, and if you're a member of Go Camp Pro, I love chatting in there too. So I hope we'll see you in there. Uh, Beth is going to tell us about the topic for our next podcast. Mm-hmm. I think this is very timely. Uh, our next podcast is Teaching Your Staff to Sell Camp. Boom. Awesome. I'm excited about that one. Um, so our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips. You can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. And today, Gab is going to share a best practice. Yes, um, it's a practice I learned uh, from another camp director uh, a while back. And um, and basically, her, her philosophy or the lesson I learned from her was thank the people that you work with uh, the most your day to day, um, and which who she was talking about was your year round staff. So a lot of us have year round staff, but we're significantly smaller than throughout the summer. And during the summer, I think a lot of camp directors work very hard to thank their staff, either as a group and individually. But then once once camp ends, um, if your camp ends and you have a smaller staff, that doesn't happen as much. And so official thank yous are very important. So either in a card. Uh, taking them out to dinner, um, you know, uh, whatever it may be, but an official thank yous is, are important and they need to be frequent and um, and formal in, in a way, not just, hey, thanks for being here. Um, and those are the people that we forget about the most, actually, especially if you mm-hmm. work in a family business like mine. <laughs> so that's important. You, you do need mm-hmm. to tell those people that you appreciate them, you know, in a, on a professional level and what you're learning from them and this is really very, very important, and uh, it goes such a long way, and uh, I always appreciate it, and uh, I try to do the same. Nice. A couple of the best gifts that I've ever gotten from my bosses, um, one was massages. I think nice. not, they didn't give it, they didn't give a certificate, <laughs> for nice. but it was, that was awesome. Like, we got through our ACA accreditation, and that was the thank you gift we got. I was like, oh, Yes. Um, and the other one that our bosses started doing during the summer, uh, which is so great, is she gets us fresh produce. So she'll bring in baskets of peaches and blackberries, and she'll get them for camp too, but then set aside some of them for the office or for the house. And it's it's the best. It's better than anything else ever. <laughs> we were yeah. like, please don't ever give us anything else. Like, just if you want to <laughs> give us a thank you, bring us some produce. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it goes, it goes such a long way. And uh, sometimes we forget about it. And it's really cool because what you see is when you start doing that with your full-time staff, uh, year-round staff, then they end up doing it with each other as well. So it's so cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And don't forget, you can join us on the hashtag Camp Code. Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, Please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.